0: you are now in the corner booth podcast a sports podcast from belly of sports and the belly up podcast network here is your host jared clinton ladies and gentlemen welcome to another edition of the corner booth podcast i am joined by Hi, Kevin today, filling in after his star performance in our live stream two weeks ago, Mr. Pat Donahue. Pat, how you doing, buddy?
1: Uh, great. It's a, it's a beautiful Tuesday, and I'm on your show, so yeah,
0: yeah can't I mean, be better. Happy, happy trade dead, uh, deadline day, folks. You know, it's my, one of the happiest days of the year, usually, for me, because my GM is a psychopath on this day, and also, you know, it's just fun imagining how teams are going to play out. Um, We had a great weekend of football, Um, for all you who came out and supported us for the test run of our collide party for eagles cowboys thank you so much for all y'all who didn't we'll be doing another one for eagles giants i'm gonna try to negotiate an alabama game in there for kevin because there's no point in watching patriots football at this point it's worse than watching Eagles-Gi- eagles giant eagles <laughs> uh, listen at least we
1: score points okay, oh, we'll boy. run the tape back to the raiders game that's probably going to be the most interesting game of the season <laughs>
0: You know what the worst part is? That game hosed me so bad in a pick segment once, and it made me so mad that that was Bill's last hurrah for the season. Yeah. All right. Now, it,
1: now it's just hanging for Trevor, am I right?
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, well, hey, listen, his ca- The the other side of that divorce. Tom Brady played last night. Me and Pat were both in our Xbox party watching the end of this live, and our reaction to the end of the game call was the same. Like, how the f is that not pass interference?
1: Yeah. I I don't know. It, It's not that I really wanted to see the Giants win. I just wanted to have, like, Tom Brady have to really work for that win. And uh, if that game had gone into overtime and, you know, he loses to the Giants and just repeats history of Tom Brady not doing well against the Giants, it would have brought me a little bit of joy. Oh,
0: no. I I, I wanted to see the chaos because I root – because everyone jumped on the Buccaneers bandwagon after they smacked the Raiders and then they smacked the Packers. But – this is the same guy, me, who's been telling you guys for almost three years now that the Packers are one of the softest teams in football. They can't stop the run. And the Buccaneers and the Vikings can do two physical things. Oh, it's run the football and get and not turn the ball over. So, well, at least that game they didn't. Hmm. Um, so, of course, right now in the background, you guys can't see it, but I have the uh, NFL deadline. Going on, right, deadline going on right now so far the only move this morning was uh desmond king heading to tennessee that is our only update so far as of 2 30 eastern time uh about an hour and a half before the deadline so it's gonna, hopefully it gets crazy because this is i'm getting the vibe buddy like kwan alexander last night got traded as well uh to the saints from the 49ers but i'm getting the vibe like it's it's gonna it's like seems
1: too quiet yeah, um, I'm personally I'm waiting to see what happens with Stefan Gilmore. Uh, there's a lot of talk uh, out of New England that he's definitely going. Um, his house is on the market, with like uh, he needs like offers by the trade deadline, and uh, honestly, I, he hasn't really been producing for the past this year, so I think it's time to send him away.
0: I think it's I think for him it's just like he needs a change of scenery because you know he's a talented corner, he's fast enough, he's quick enough, he he can play man-to-man coverage. One of the best fits right now, I just don't know if we can swing it, is Philadelphia because we run a man-to-man system. He doesn't have to worry about being put on the best receiver all the time because, oh, wait, we have a top-five corner on the other side too. And that would definitely help our defense, with, which has basically kept us in almost every game this year except for Pittsburgh. Um, My biggest thing is with uh, the deadline. We'll, we'll, I guess we'll move, the dead, we'll move the deadline talk up. We'll kind of touch base on it a little bit in a minute. But right now it's just like it seems really quiet. The the Texans apparently have refu- received a few offers for Will Fuller. They want at least a second rounder. I don't think he's worth. It. I think he's about a third, or fourth rounder because the problem is he can't stay healthy. Yeah. And every time I, I'm like I'm thinking, oh great, the Texans have this great receiving core. I'm like, oh wait, their best deep threat is injured again.
1: Yeah, I mean it's you know from a fantasy perspective, he's he's a feast or famine receiver because of how he you know he's going to be like a. Uh, bench player because of how often he gets injured
0: and yeah and we're stuck behind and, like the thing is he had yo he had um hopkins on the other side for the longest time so like he would have these monster games because you know you'd have the best corner covering number 10 Oh, there's number 15 catching his third touchdown of the game because nobody has the speed to cover him yeah. but um it's gonna be an odd uh next hour and a half pat it, it i mean we'll probably finish up the show probably about within 45, about 15, 20 minutes of the deadline. So, all right, we'll get rock. Final thoughts on one football. I don't think the box are a legit. A number one seed in the NFC, but then again, the NFC is just insane this year. The, the NFC basically makes no sense because you have the East Eagles who have played like garbage most of the year, but yet somehow find the way to win in the end, almost every time or get within a touchdown or a, Extra point of winning. Uh, a la losing to Pittsburgh on a bad defensive call or losing to Baltimore where they don't get the two-point conversion. They're a better team than their record. Then you go to the South. You have the Buccaneers, who are football. But then they have these games that scare you where they can barely beat the Giants. I also think the Giants are better than their record says, too. Uh, I don't
1: know about that. It's, I mean...
0: I, their defense is impressive.
1: Yeah, their defense is definitely Definitely put uh, Tom Brady on his heels a little bit yesterday. Um, and, I mean, it's not like the offensive line was doing Tom any, any favors. But, yeah, I I mean, I don't see the Giants taking the, uh, the NFC East at all, but.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> they're, they're like, because the the issue is is that the team ahead of them in first place is on a bye. They're in the trade hunt for defensive help and offensive line help, and they get, like, half their players back from IR after the uh, bye week. Hmm. Barring like you know catastrophic failure, it's, it's it's looking optimistic for Eagles fans. Buccaneers fans, what I'll say is that you're you have the best offense in football. You have the second best offense in the league on paper. I want to see what AB does thrown into this offense, but I also want to see is this offensive line thing a problem now because the Giants maybe just gave the NFL a, a blueprint how to get to Brady. And I, I don't know, Ronald Jones looked like he was struggling last night. It just it, Mike Evans didn't really get going until the second half. It's just, it's gonna be a weird concept going forward. However, you look for the Buccaneers. The Giants definitely kind of kryptonited the Malibu.
1: Yeah, so. I um I'm obviously you know AB played New England like one game last season and like he, he looked really good for that one game. But um I'm hoping that I mean for Bucks fans' sakes that uh they can they can connect a lot more and uh he just becomes another freaking tool in Tom Brady's uh, tool bag for this season because offense is stacked. I, I, mean, I feel like it's beating a dead horse, but Jesus.
0: Yeah. But the thing is like now you got Godwin out. They really need EB to produce. Yeah. So how long is he up for? Uh, I think I saw uh, three to six.
1: Okay. All right. So, I
0: mean, he'll be back for playoffs though. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. So that wraps it up for our Monday football coverage. Now we're going to America's favorite game. Pat, this is Pat's first time ever attempting the one-sentence game. So, Pat, the last person who gave it a one-shot was our former colleague, Joey Livin, who's a basketball writer, came on and went on two-hour rants after every take I had or he had. So we'll try to keep <laughs> this one quicker. I'm not okay. going to do the timer like I do with me and Kevin because I think you'll be good about it. We'll start with Thursday night. Pat, what is your one sentence about Falcons-Panthers?
1: I think the Falcons are better than their record. All right? They they actually did look good. Uh well let me they didn't look bad Thursday night. All I think
0: right. that's actually um, what I wrote
1: down as my comment for that game is they didn't look bad Thursday night. <laughs> nice.
0: My comment was, um, possibly Julio's last game in Atlanta. Buy a shirt for Julio. Yeah. Somebody somebody's gotta push the merch at least once a show, so. And the Panthers just I knew they were gonna be a six and ten team. It's Halfway point, they're halfway there. Um, the best game of the weekend: Steelers
1: Ravens. Four turnovers. That's my how Lamar Jackson how. Like,
0: I'll tell you how my sentence. Lamar Jackson's overrated.
1: <gasps> no, sir. no sir.
0: No sir. How did you say that about the NFL reigning MVP? Um, folks, <laughs> I watched. So, back to short, we'll go off the rails a little bit for a second. Short story I watched on national television my team take on these two teams back to back weeks. You want to know which team scared the daylights out of me more? Pittsburgh. You know which team I think we still had a shot of beating? Pittsburgh. But you know what team we should have smacked? Baltimore. You know why we lost to Baltimore? Because Miles Sanders and John Hightower dropped walk in touchdowns and Jake Elliott missed a chip shot field goal. Jeez. I, That's why we know. lost. It's and, a, and also failed two point conversions. Like Baltimore, just Baltimore feels so flawed to me. And I look at it from the start of the season, I'm like how do we miss this? Because the, the signs are there. It's just we all overlooked. We half a, half the media thought they were going sixteen and zero.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a huge difference. Uh, I feel like watching a Ravens game this season versus last season and. I don't really know how much of it is uh, teams finally figuring out how to stop Lamar Jackson. And I don't know how much of it is Lamar Jackson kind of having, like, not necessarily sizzled out, but kind of having peaked last season. And I don't know. Uh, he I'm has, interested um, He hasn't
0: progressed enough to, like, to catch up with the film that people have on him now.
1: Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm certainly interested to see what they do for the rest of the season. Um, I, obviously, having to play the Steelers isn't, like... Good at all this season, especially with uh Big Ben back, but um you know, I I wanna see I wanna see Lamar actually reach his full potential this year. I do too. Um Rams and Dolphins all go first.
0: It's two a time. It didn't need to be. It's two a time. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good, but it wasn't bad. They got the win. Yeah. The Rams are a joke when they go to the East Coast, so
1: I the the sentence I wrote down was also it's two a time but like you said it doesn't need to be two a time he he didn't even break what, like a hundred yards he had like ninety seven or he something he
0: got smacked by Donald on the first drive I was like oh yeah. buddy no
1: I uh in a fantasy league I had to make the decision um I had Rogers and Watson and Watson was on a bye. so I looked at Aaron Rodgers and I was you know looked at the weather conditions for that game which was like twenty five mile an hour winds with forty mile an hour gusts. And I kind of made that internal decision of, well, I don't see throwing a football like more than like a couple yards when, you know, you can get a gust of 40 miles an hour and hitting a receiver. So picked up Tua real quick. Yeah. (laughs) Picked up Tua so disappointed. And then I, I saw this, uh, I ended up coming home from work and ended up watching what was left of the game or off and on between uh, them in the past game and realized it was defense and special teams that really carried that win for, uh, for the Dolphins. But I'm also I'm interested to see how Tua does. Uh I, you know, he just has so much potential and uh it hopefully they don't make the decision to put Fitzpatrick back in.
0: Well, next week the Rams take on the Oh no, the uh Dolphins, sorry. Wrong person. Dolphins take on who I don't know a buy. Um, yeah, Dolphins take on the Cardinals in Arizona. So, not as good of a defense, but a better offense. So they may have to turn to a loose a little bit.
1: Um, yeah, I, I'd be skeptical of that game, honestly. I, I, I still feel like that's it's not going to be a you know blowout for uh for the Cards, but I, I still think the Cards win that game regardless. I don't think that they can uh they can stop Kyler. We want to
0: hear uh, an absolute blowout next week? We want to hear my lock for the week already? Uh, oh, Steelers-Cowboys, <laughs> <laughs> America's Game of the Week. Oh, boy.
1: Jesus. Uh, yeah.
0: Ben DiNici's going to get a nice little old fat face of TJ Watt <laughs> real and Bud Dupree real early. Um, Jets-Chiefs. Yeah, that's how I thought it was going to go.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> was there any questions? The only other comic is only thirty-five, really. Uh, yeah, I mean that's kind of surprising that uh Pat Mahomes was only going to throw up thirty-five on a Jets team. Uh, and the Jets actually got nine on the Chiefs. Like, if the score line didn't seem right, the outcome just seemed right.
0: Yeah, it was almost like the Jets actually were playing defense. It, it's almost like they knew Avery, Avery Williams was on his way out. By yeah. the way, best, best. Farewell picture ever. Him getting traded to the. For you guys don't know, the talented linebacker from the Jets, Avery Williams, was traded to the Steelers. Like I think it was like maybe 24 hours after he he played, and his picture was him in Jets full attire, staying on the sidewalk calling a taxi. Jesus, just great. All right, Vikings Packers. Oh Pat, I love being right.
1: I love being right. <laughs> Dalvin Cook? The Packers are so soft. Dalvin Cooked. Oh, my gosh. What was that? Three or four touchdowns? and Like, one of them was a 50-yard TV reception? Four touchdowns? Yeah, four touchdowns. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he just – he went off on the Green Bay defense.
0: Oh, my Lord, that was amazing. I am, like – and the best part is I, my dad is a Vikings fan because he doesn't really follow football, like, too much. Mm-hmm. He's a casual football fan. He he'll like watch it when it's on, but he's not gonna go out his way to watch it. He's a Vikings fan, and he he said to me, I guess I don't even remember. I don't even know half the guys on this team anymore, man. I don't even recognize half these names. And I'm like, just remember Dalvin Cook. And he goes, yeah. okay, he's the best. He's like the third best running back in the league. And hey, then I goes- said to him, like, Dad, the game's on. He turns it on. And they just literally the offense unloaded on Green Bay. I was like, Dad, keep <laughs> watching. <laughs> Don't sleep
1: on Adam Thielen though. Oh my gosh,
0: he's still not a bad receiver. I think that we jumped the gun on Justin Jefferson just a tiny bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I think we were t- we were talking about this last night about how like Juju's a really good wide receiver too. That's how I feel about Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen is a- an amazing wide receiver too. Um, and now they've kind of they've kind of switched around their their wide receivers if I'm uh, remembering that correctly. But um, yeah, yeah, I- it'd be nice to get Stefan Diggs back. Uh, The United of the Vikings had to Spawn Diggs.
0: Yeah, well, they chose Thielen over Diggs, and I think they're regretting it a little bit. Um, oh, yeah. Colts Lions. All right, so this one, I, my sense is simple. Detroit, I'm sorry. You had a lot of promise this year. Like, you have a good, hungry young defense. Stafford was playing well. Then Galladay gets hurt. You have a good, promising running back. And then the Colts punch you in the mouth the Colts are so damn physical
1: yeah I mean hey Colts looking real nice though uh I think this is uh this is a good playoff shot for them this year you know, knock yeah, on I think
0: they're a solid wild card team I think they're gonna definitely be like that that five or six seed where you're just like oh okay all right yep. like that's not an easy win for the three or four seed like that's gonna be a rough one
1: Yes, yeah, awesome I can. Have- I can get behind the wild card uh, idea on that. Like for sure, they are they are definitely a wild card contender.
0: Oh yeah. Another. Well, well hey, listen. Next game, we'll go right to another wild card contender: the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> uh, uh, beat the Cleveland Browns, and they beat the win sixteen to six. Oh my god, that game! That game made Philadelphia, Dallas look like a winner. Oh boy.
1: Josh Jacobs, Jacobs went sicko mode. That's all oh, I got to yeah. say about that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I I definitely benefited in um, fantasy because
1: of it, so. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, what, John. 206 like, yards on 44 carries. Oh my yeah, that's yeah, like, that,
0: that looks like you with Kareem Hunt in the yeah. halfback
1: dive. <laughs> Look, so for those of you who haven't fully understood uh, the Madden League thing that goes on with the show, me, Kevin, and Jared, and a bunch of other friends, uh, I'll play in the same Madden League for the past over a year. We're in the year, like, 2036, 2038.
0: 2038 I think we're at year 17 or
1: 18 uh and I drafted Kareem Hunt as like my running back one from uh our like draft that we did and hit like halfback dive over like 1500 times over the course of like six seasons this shit was insane but yeah Yeah, no for real Josh Jacobs took that like 44 carries in the game for 206 yards oh my goodness
0: it was beautiful I was like so I was like this is just great Oh, my God, I was it, – it, it made me feel good because I was just like I, – I love seeing Cleveland Browns fans just – they're too obnoxious about the team. I'm sorry. I, 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 like, I get it. You love them being good. But, like, guys, Baker's not good. Jordan's good slot receiver. That's it. You guys are wasting – Miles Garrett's the best pass rusher in the league. Nobody knows about because he's stuck up with Cleveland. <laughs> the only thing everyone knows him for is what our good friend Justin calls him, Helmet Smasher. Yep. And um, yeah. Uh, I'm not. I like a couple weeks ago, if you said, "Oh, we're playing Cleveland." I'm like, oh boy. And now I'm t- uh, Eagles play Cleveland in three weeks, and I'm just like, okay, that's cool. We'll take it.
1: Yeah, I mean. I, I really do like watching the Browns play, uh, especially with Nick Chubbin, um, but, you know, they, they obviously south Kareem Hunt, but, um, yeah, that's it's sad to see them lose to the Raiders, but at, yeah, you're right, Baker Mayfield's not good. He's not, I wouldn't call him bad. He's just a very average quarterback, uh, A lot, he's, one of those quarterbacks super hyped coming out of college and just kind of sizzled out a little bit.
0: He's like a tier three. I think that's what he is. He's, he's not a tier one, like, uh, don't yell at me for this, like, as my guy is literally clinging on to tier one by the finger by his fingernails after every interception a fingernail falls off um <laughs> but like you know every like interception
1: guy, sack uh terrible throws. so
0: the sacks aren't his fault it's the it's the freaking turnovers um that offensive line pads basically you and me out are blocking for him Jeez. all right titans bangles the fuck just happened
1: yeah uh derrick henry can't carry your whole team
0: yeah, what sorry, happened to Daniels being a top ten quarterback, guys? Like, what the hell was that?
1: Yeah. Uh, the Bengals they kept Henry to 112 rushing yards, which I guess is a <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: it's, it's I guess, a I guess
1: that's a good thing to do to keep him under like 150. But, uh, jeez, yeah. That sorry Titans fans, just sorry. That
0: was that was. I think that like you know like I always make the joke that every year the Eagles have that game. You're just sitting there like what yeah we've had three this year um (laughs) but no i yeah it was it was um it was our first three games of the season ironically um but i was just like huh that's how titans fans must feel this morning oh yeah so my sentence basically is the hell just happened i i I mean like the the Bengals are about to do a fire sale in the receiving court they're about to send uh Ross and AJ Green west and east and south and north and wherever, but like damn. <clears throat> Alright. Pat, we got I gotta do this to you, man. I, I oh, can't no. hold off any longer. <laughs> Patriots Bills, so I'll let you go first, buddy.
1: So initially uh and this is this was the wrong emotion to have. I wanted to say, uh Cam Newton needs to hold on to the ball. Um that is such a bad like he did carry that offense. Uh, like they, 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 you know, the running backs like Damian Harris did a really good job. But um, my one sentence is: Patriots offense can't finish a drive. The, the Patriots just this season cannot score a touchdown. Um, they're so few and far between, and uh, it. I don't know. It. It hurts. <laughs> it hurts. But yeah. So, what was the last time the Patriots were this bad? Was this 2000? Geez. Uh. Yeah. Somewhere. I wouldn't even say – I don't think the season that Brady they was injured we were doing this then. bad. They weren't
0: even a bad team.
1: No. um, I mean, every every game they throw oh, up some Keith stat.
0: All last year with them. That was their last, like, this year this bad.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, every, every, every game they'll throw up some stat where it's like, you know, this is the worst New England start since, like, 1998 or some shit. And it's like, yeah, that hurts. But, like, also, too, like, it'd be nice to kind of have a restructure a little bit, get, like, decent first-round picks rather than, you know, like last season where we're going to, like – you know, we're making playoffs, but like we're not going anywhere. So the draft pick gets like gets hurt because of it. Um, which I've been saying this for the past week or so. Uh, tank for Trevor, so let's go.
0: Yeah, I like. I mean, listen, for my team, we had to deal with like the failure that was 2014, and Mark Sanchez playing for uh Jerry, the Cowboys secretly. Um, you know, then we had year of epic proportions was 15, and then you know. The restart of 16 and then, oh, 17 win the Super Bowl. Like, that's the goal. It's like a three-year turnaround from absolute failure. So I don't. Know, I think the Patriots are, are going to do Phil, are going to be in the same boat with failures. We're like, all right, you know, we got to restructure. This isn't working. Like, let's, like, blow it up. Let's get, like, let's get uh, Fields or Trevor or Trey Lance and, like, let's build something around them. Yeah. And we'll see what happens. And I, I think it's just, like, the I think the Patriots will be back in, like, two, three years. I think the
1: problem is, like, I don't know if it's going to be with Bill. I, I mean, I'm optimistic. I, maybe I,
0: for two or three. Maybe for Bill, maybe have about five more years left. In yeah.
1: I mean, um, for people who don't know, his son Steve is uh, is doing a lot, of, like a lot of defensive play calling. I think one of the other Bill Chicks sons uh, is involved in coaching somewhere. Um, but uh, I, I hope it's the case of if Bill doesn't want to like ride out the restructure, he at least passes the reins over to Steve, who's literally grown up in the organization. Um, like. Uh, you know the hard knocks that they did for the Patriots, like they show, they show Steve in the office with Bill, like for uh, for part of the episodes. But um, yeah, I mean another issue too is the Pats don't have uh really any good wide receivers, uh, yeah, which facts. You know, there's a whole other issue to address, but you also need a you need a QB that's going to have longevity in your organization, and then you can get give him some weapons that can uh that can help him out.
0: Yeah, it, it really. It just it it just comes down to like well, well shit like what are we doing here like I mean the yeah. the past like like I I didn't want to yell at Kevin for this because like he um he was obvious like the oh, Patriots with Cam they're gonna win the Super they're they're gonna go back to Super Bowl they're, I'm like I don't know like half of them didn't even know if he was kidding or not <laughs> and I think he started to realize oh this might not actually work for us
1: yeah I mean I'll I'll have my integrity check moment I was really confident with Cam coming in that we had like a uh, I'm I'm quoted saying this to you know, wildcards, you know, wildcard shot, which mm-hmm. I thought, wild, I, thought the wild time. Card for, I thought it was reasonable for a wild card. Yeah, um and then, you know, like week four kinda happened, week five, and you know, we hit that point of like, oh well this is the, you know, like last week, kinda that point of no return where it's like Yeah. We we need to win this game and every other game and obviously the the Bills had other plans for the Patriots.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's um I mean, the Bill – I think this is the Bills' year. Like, they're actually going to be decent. I think, they're, this was their, I think this was their – I think this was their gang. My sentence is the Bills got their demons out. I guess nobody really does circle the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. It was like five or six straight since they'll beat them last. Um, yeah, it's an, obs- it's an absurdly high uh, – It's an absurd number. They've been having the Bills' number for almost ever. So, uh, good for the Bills. Good for Josh Allen. They were so close last year. Um. Yeah, this Bill's team's legit still. Like everyone like slept on it after they got the crap kicked out of them by Tennessee, but like they're still hanging around. They're still there. Hmm. Every team is a bad week.
1: Yeah, I mean uh, Josh Allen and, and you know, I hate to say it, but Josh Allen is probably the uh the best quarterback in the uh AFC East. So Oh yeah, I, I would totally say that. <laughs> it, it pains me for the first time in my life <laughs> to say that Tom Brady is not the best quarterback in the AFC East, so
0: oh. He had to pay rent somewhere else, so I mean, he got away with that one there. All sure. right, Chargers and Broncos. My sentence is simply that was pass interference. I feel really bad for the Chargers. 16, four straight 16-point leads blown. Oh
1: boy. So my my one sentence is uh, Drew Locke can lead a rally. Um, you know, he he turned that game around at halftime, but um, oh my gosh. The, Ch- the Chargers deserve a much better record than what they have. And Justin Herbert, oh my gosh, for a rookie, I I don't know what it is about that team that just, they can't, like, their record can't reflect how the team actually is. And that, as you know, for Chargers fans, that must be terrible. I am so sorry if anyone is a Chargers fan.
0: Um, the Chargers are the 2016 Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> Talented quarterback with a cannon arm who loves to improvise. No real running threat. Decent big receivers. They have better receivers than the 2016 Eagles, did it? But, like, not as good a tight end. But, like, the head coach is pretty good. The defense is pretty solid, but there's some injuries on it. It's it's like they're there, but they need a season and a a couple free agents, and that's a Super Bowl team. Because I think Herbert has the skill level to jump in year two to be a, like, what – what was in year two, what yeah. Wentz was in year two, what a lot of these guys – Mahomes was in year three. Like a lot of these guys are – no, actually, no, year two – no, year three. Year three who are just like, you know, they just make that leap. So I think Herbert's that next quarterback. Everyone was talking about like – I think Tua is going to end up being the second, high, second, uh, second or third best quarterback in this class. I know Kevin's going to yell at me for this, but I think he lacks Burrow's toughness. And he lacks Herbert's raw talent. Where Tua has great accuracy, but I worry about how fragile he is. And I worry about just everything else. He looks good, but I feel like also you look a lot better when you have four first-round pick wide receivers. And like two second-round pick running backs next to you. So I I don't know. I'm willing to be wrong on on Tua. But I I love rubbing it in to Kevin a little bit that he was very wrong on Herbert, and I've been driving
1: his bandwagon since about March. Yeah, I mean it's 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 always really fun to watch Herbert play. Um, And you know, I wouldn't call it like I wouldn't say I'm a Tyrod Taylor fan, but I do like watching Tyrod Taylor play football. And it kind of hurt when uh, you know they made that decision um, to you know just be like, yeah, well, Herbert's our starter. Uh, That's just what we got to do. And obviously, you know, the the doctor. What was the procedure that he even did on a
0: It was for it was a cortisone – it was like a painkiller shot for busted
1: ribs. Yeah. So
0: he missed it. And so you know,
1: just another another season for Tyrod to go away like that hurts but like you know, to to get to see to get to see Herbert come out and play the way he has been is actually uh it's kind of a thing to the Tyrod in, you know, air quote injury, I guess.
0: Yeah. Um all right, next up uh 49 ers Seahawks. A moment of silence for the 49ers season. Oh, my. Oh, buddy. That was rough. That was rough. That's my sentence. That was rough.
1: (laughs) So, uh, got a little little two party here. DK Metcalf is a beast. And talk about P 49ers. Oh, my gosh. I. Look, like, I don't know what's going on in San Francisco to make all of their players so fragile. I understand, like, there was no preseason. There was, like, you know, a huge issue with conditioning and getting ready for a season. But I don't know what the 49ers did wrong compared to everyone else to be like have injuries to this capacity. But mm-hmm. rest in peace, their season. You're right.
0: Oh, my God. Like I, It's just like – like I have, I know people who are 49ers fans are a because they got so close last year. And I'm just like – and they're like, well, oh, who's better than us? Who's going to beat us? And I'm like, I think are like four or five teams. And I'm just like – and I just feel bad. I'm just like, oh, my God. Ouch. <laughs> like, like I, Colin Coward says that Jimmy G's done in San Fran, and I fully believe that too. I just think – I think they're done with him. Like, it's like, dude, you can't stay healthy. Like, he makes Carson Wentz look durable. And it's – and, like, Kittle, Kittle getting hurt sucks, but at least mm-hmm. Kittle's been, like, their biggest, like, threat. Ayuk's got – promise that running game with Coleman and uh Mozart have a lot of promise that they stay healthy I just think they caught that post-tubal injury bug the Eagles caught in 18. I think it, I think Philadelphia kind of passed it on to them a little bit um it really sucks I feel bad for Niners fans and the Seahawks cannot play fucking defense and LeBron and DK Metcalf
1: is the LeBron James of our league of the NFL um, I mean, DK, DK is really good. I mean, we saw how athletic he can be, especially with the, the Buda Baker tackle, um, which, oh my gosh, that was a hilarious, DK just chasing him downfield last week. But, um, yeah, I, that dude is DK Metcalf, really good at football.
0: He is, everyone's like, oh, Julio's the best, like pure, like all around wide receiver. He is like, if DK can learn how to run routes, he's Julio, but everything else is better. Yeah. Like um, athleticism, speed, toughness, strength, like everything that Julio is known for with his route running. Imagine if DK can start learning how to run underneath routes. I mean, that stop, that stop route was beautiful. The one <laughs> we scored the touchdown, I was like, that's like textbook. He got, he yeah. froze the corner. But yeah, DK is a freak. LeBron he's like the baby Bron. Like LeBron, I'll agree with you on that one. Like he is like the you of receivers.
1: I, I would agree. Like you said, though, if, if DK got better at just running routes, like, yeah, yeah. on a streak, like, you know. Send them just straight downfield, absolutely DK's the guy for yeah, that. He'll but.
0: just out jump whoever's covering. him. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um yeah. Uh uh the one more comment about the 49ers though, uh Kyle Uschek is about to carry that team for any win that they have from this point on. The uh,
0: full bad brands. Me and yeah. Pat are full endorsers.
1: <laughs> the the full legends of Harvey
0: and Matt Grove. Yeah. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, me and Pat are the sole proprietors and presidents of the fullbacks fan club of yeah. our league Two of the two of arguably the greatest fullbacks in our league play for pat's pat's former team the texans and my team the eagles oh boy so yeah no it's we're four fans of the fullback and use check is definitely the best in the league so um saints bears it almost struck me like which team wants to lose this more in the fourth quarter yeah like, uh, I don't like either team going forward. I really don't. <laughs> I, I really think both teams are super flawed and both teams are going to take some serious losses on the back end of the season.
1: I, my one sentence is, protect your mouthpiece. That's, that's my sense of uh, this game. It's just like, what the hell is that fight? And it was just like, the retaliation was so dumb. Like, Eddie, he's
0: got a helmet on. What are you doing? It's like you're hitting it with a a, a paddle. Like, it's not going to work.
1: I I can't remember who I said this to, but I was like, you know, it, I get it. Like, in that situation, like, it's just all adrenaline. And it's like, you know, you because, uh, you know, you've been on the sideline for so long. And, like, you just have, like, this, like, you know, you're sitting in angst and brooding. Like, well, I can't wait to get back out there and, and you know, like, stir the pot a little bit more. But to punch him in the helmet, go for the ribs or something, man. Like, you know. Which, like, oh which I don't even know, like, like with pads on, is, is he's not even going to feel that either. It's like, maybe push him down, do anything but punch him in the helmet. But, yeah, uh, also, how did that even go to OT? I, I, I didn't think the, I do not really think the Bears were going to actually do much against the Saints, but I guess the Saints just didn't really have the heart uh, until overtime.
0: The Saints didn't have the luck till overtime. That game yeah. was just like, whoa, buddy. It was like, oh, God. Um, all right. La- now we got we to talk about it. The game, yeah. of course, you all watch with me and Kevin on Sunday. Eagles, Cowboys. Um, the Eagles took on the wind, and they took on the Cowboys. They still somehow pulled it out. And my sentence is simply my motto for the Eagles this entire season. They don't ask how. They ask how many. A W is a W. <laughs>
1: Jeez that's, uh, that's,
0: that's what it is. Like, you can't like I mean, yes, the West the second turn the second interception was all wind because if you look at the route from the eye in the sky cam, Hightower had Diggs beat, and if that ball stays the trajectory, it's a t- it's a walk-in touchdown for Hightower, but the or at least a contested catch or a knockdown. Mm-hmm. But the ball tails like a two-seam fastball towards the left side of the end zone, and Hightower and like Diggs makes a phenomenal catch, and I'm just like. Oh, buddy, and I didn't even see it till they looked like they they show like a far angle. It's like the ball literally that that extra point from the damn uh right, the damn game from uh Cleveland and Oakland. I was like, oh my god! But yeah, no, the Eagles got away with one. We made it to the bye. Everyone slays fine. All of our players are getting off injury. It's we're okay. It's that's that's it. That's all I'm done about this game. Pat, what do you got?
1: <laughs> Mine's uh, my one sentence is can't even call the sentence the cowboys are bad <laughs> the cowboys are bad uh i mean Dak obviously his injury that's that's terrible because i i felt like Dak was kind of on that like mvp season possibly um because he was having a great season before the injury and then um to have andy dalton get injured and then you have danucci come in and he just kind of ben
0: yeah. <laughs> he started he start again because Andy Dalton. Breaking news, by the way, that broke about an hour ago. He's on the COVID list, so Danucci's back in for round two against Pittsburgh.
1: Jeez, yeah, it, that hurts too. Because I have uh, I in like two different leagues, I have Amari Cooper um as uh, as like my wide receiver too. So I was like, all right, well, I he put like he put up like one point nine or two points in fantasy or something yeah. this week in a full she PPR.
0: The first half of the game, he was getting covered by his worst nightmare, Darius Slay. But then after Slay went down, he just didn't get open.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think he had a total of like three or five targets or something. It wasn't a lot. It's like... They threw the ball to Gallup a lot. Yeah, they didn't, I feel like the, that's kind of been what the Cowboys have been doing, right? I feel
0: like... Don't be surprised if... if by the way, like, I mean, we have got about an hour left to the deadline. I wouldn't be surprised if Cooper's gone. They give him that contract, but I feel like they're like, yeah, we don't want him anymore, like, peace? Yeah. Or he's gone in the offseason. I think they just don't want him anymore. Because, like, Cooper needs to be a number two receiver. I don't think he can handle, like, this probably being a number one. He needs, like, a guy, at least, like, a young rookie who's going to take, like, a, a, like, some, like, some, like, look off of him. Because the problem is with Cooper is he needs to be away from the best. Cor- like, when you put a guy yeah. like Slay or a Gilmore on him, he becomes useless. Yeah. it's just like it's. I mean, the game that told me about Cooper's work ethic was last year Eagles Cowboys. Dude took himself off in the last play of the game. They yeeted it. Michael Gallup and Sidney Jones, who's on the Buck on the Jags practice squad, squad the ball <laughs> down. So it's like, what do you want me to tell you? It's the Cowboys. I think Jerry's starting to realize like, oh, this might be a it might be a long time till we get back to old Title
1: Six. Um, uh, I will say though, I think I think it was Sawyer who made this comment about watching um, NFC East games. They're really entertaining and it might be for different reasons, uh, why he and I say this, but for me it's almost kinda like watching like like D two football where it's just like it's there's just like it, there's not
0: much to do. Like, I swear somebody cursed the NFC East a couple years ago.
1: Yeah, uh, Man, I I don't know. I don't know what the NFC has done to, to anger the football gods to just have four teams be this consistently okay, so. mediocre to bad.
0: So remember how Election Day 2016 was November 2nd, right? So I tweeted – I shared something on Facebook from November 2nd, and it said, what the F 2016? You know, our president was elected. I was just in shock because I didn't think it was going to happen. Hmm. Regardless of where politically, I think everyone was in a little bit of shock that Yeah. won.
1: Okay. Oh, absolutely. You
0: have, yeah, you have the Cavs winning the NBA Finals. You have the Cowboys starting 6-1. and one. You had DiCaprio winning an Oscar, and you had the Cubs winning the World Series. And literally the caption is, what the F 2016? So yeah. we all can take a chill pill about 2020, because let's remember, 2016 made no sense in sports. We loved it; it just made no sense. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: accurate. So
0: accurate. All right, that's up for the one sentence game. Actually, no, hell, we'll do a quick lightning one for Bucks Giants. We already dig Uh Mine is quickly. Bucks are flawed. That was
1: pass interference. Pat. Uh Bucks almost blew it. Probably PI was actually what I wrote down. But, yeah, okay. absolutely.
0: <laughs> All right. So, Pat, we're getting into the – okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, you know how we do the six-pack every week, right? So our our newest member of the Corner Booth family, Mr. Uh, Mister Donahue over here, thoughtfully suggested while well, we break down me and Kevin's atrocious picks from last week, we'll review a beer. So, Pat, what do you have today?
1: Um, So I know you're a big IPA guy. I absolutely hate IPAs. Uh, but we had some in the fridge uh, for my brother because he's uh, a Castle Island guy. Uh, I have Castle Island Keeper India Pale Ale. So beer. Uh, for the past, like, hour and five minutes, I've been trying to, like, really just go through this. So got to say, not an IPA guy. Hate the aftertaste. Hate the regular taste. Uh, I have a Miller Lite actually behind it as, like, a reward for when this is finally done.
0: So fun fact – Pat knows this as well. I, there's only two cheap, like cheap beer beers I drank like religiously. One Yingling, and the other, of course, because I was raised on, is Miller Light. I have a feeling me, Pat, and Kevin could drop a thirty rack of Miller Light in about an hour.
1: Oh yeah, I there is no doubt in my mind. I mean, I wouldn't say an hour, however, like <laughs> three about us probably... hour
0: and a half. I'd say if we're watching sports and we're not driving anywhere and there's food, I could see definitely an yeah, hour and a half an dropping
1: a thirty rack. Fair enough. He's, yeah, I can I can get behind that.
0: So mine, as an IPA lover and a craft beer connoisseur that I am, I still love cheap beer, so I'm not one of those weird snobs. I'll, I'll drink basically PAPS if it's offered to me. Um, Lagunitas, Born Yesterday Pale Ale. Um, brand new beer from them. I just picked it up this morning. It's one of their one-hitter series. It's a high-alcohol pale ale. It's a 7-2. Crack it right now. I already had one, but I want to get a little better. It has a very IPA taste to it, Pat. You'd probably like this, but it, has, it doesn't. It's not strong like an IPA. It's it's a little more. It's got a little more hoppy flavor than like an ale, like a regular ale or like a Miller. Mm-hmm. But it still easily has enough taste where you're like, okay, this isn't gonna kill me. It doesn't feel like I'm just drinking a pinecone. So <laughs> I like it. It's a Very good beer. I would definitely give it a solid rating if we were gonna rate the, our beers. I've had that Castle Island before. My favorite though is High Def. That's my favorite Castle Island. But basically, cast on High Def tastes like alcohol with beer flavoring, so. Um.
1: <laughs> and the whole reason I like Miller Lite is because it's like crispy water, so. Pressed water, that's what I want. When I, when I whenever I get, like, a real, like, real person beer, like, you know, for instance, uh, this IPA, it just, mm-hmm. it hits me a different kind of way taste-wise, and it's a struggle.
0: It's, hey, listen, man. I grew up in a Miller Light house. There's, there's always two things guaranteed in my fridge. There's some kind of IPA. There's always Miller Light, And there might be yingling if you're lucky. So that's basically my house for beer. But, uh, all right. Now that we've gotten our, our beer reviews out of the way. Please sponsor us. I mean, them. Oh, hold on. <laughs> hey, Pat, you're part of the show. All right. Me and Kevin took Michigan, Michigan State. There's a big old L right there. Uh. Oh boy! What was the final of that game? Oh, I don't even, I, I don't even know what the spread was. I just like, I just remember hearing like Michigan State won. I was like, oh good god, we blew it. And Kevin, Kevin's exact words, and I think he jinxed the the Wolverines. Were it's too early for Jim Harbaugh to blow blow a big game. <laughs>
1: yeah, okay. and,
0: well, yeah, twenty seven twenty four is the final. So. Okay. There's a big old L for me and Mr. Kevin. Um, then next up, he took Texas's upset. I took Oklahoma State. That came down to the final possession. He then had to, of course, rub it into my face. Little tool. Um, we both took Ohio State to smack the daylights out of Penn State. Um, I mean, they didn't kill him, but they beat him. Uh, then... Uh, we both took the Steelers. So, smart. Yeah, I just I don't believe in them at all. Um we both took the Saints. And then we both took the Seahawks. And then Kevin took Alabama as his lock and I tried to take Arkansas as my upset. So Kevin beat me. Seven to
1: four. Ooh, you hate to see it, unless I mean, you're have Kevin. To... Then congratulations.
0: Yeah, right. Um, so Kevin's first seven-point game since when he originally beat me, which was week seven. So, um, as of last week, it was thirty-seven to 33.5, there was a little argument we had about points differential and everything else. Um, I talked him out of picking his lock being Philadelphia-Baltimore. I honestly wish I didn't talk him out of it, because Philly probably would have pulled that out. Um, yeah. So, right now it is 41 to 40 and a half. I still have the lead. Hardly. That's great! Because of that half point, I still have the damn lead. You
1: know, you know what? A lead to lead, I guess. So, it's the Eagles What's motto, my motto, right? Pat? Yeah. They don't ask how, they ask how many. <laughs> there you go.
0: I'll take the W. All right. So, not a great week for your boy. I promise on our live stream I'll bring my A game. Two bad weeks in a row. I haven't shot an eight since week since since I uh, I picked Eagles upsetting 49ers. That was actually no. Yeah. That was week 4. I nailed week 4. Week 4 I shot a perfect score. The wow. perfect score this is eight points, by the way. Jeez. It's yeah, been a while man. then. <laughs> yeah, you're telling me. All right, so huh, next up, quick review of college football, of course. Mac Jones, our boy. Fan of the our fan we're a fan of him on this show. By the shirts on Teespring. Of course, he's our boy. Cruz Oxen Riders guy as well. He's currently the leader in the Heisman cause, um, because Trevor Covid is that is that not PC? I'm not sure. I really don't care. But yeah, uh, like he might miss another game. Game he might play. I mean, their backup played well. They almost took an L to Boston PC. College.
1: Yeah.
0: If they lost to Boston College, I was going to laugh so damn hard it was. I was going to probably have beer coming out of my nose. But of That's course, it. Boston College is useless. They don't do anything except piss me off. So.
1: I really thought that I was in a dream. Uh, so I would slept in that day, and I woke up to – I could not remember who texted me this, but basically like this uh, saying, like, oh, like BC's beating Clemson. And I was like, what? So I checked the score line, and BC was up, I think, like 10 before the half. Just I yeah. couldn't believe it. Like, I thought it was a dream. Went back to sleep for a couple minutes, sh- like, showered, had breakfast, came down. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I guess uh, BC blew it, so must have been a dream. <laughs>
0: yeah i um it was really funny because there was a lot of weird games so like i was leaning on taking memphis over cincinnati as my upset and the first quarter i mean i do follow the american athletic Club because i do love memphis i do love smu i do like cincinnati like i those are all colleges i even looked at in college except for smu it was too far i, I get me keep me out of that hellhole that is dallas um but memphis cincinnati two colleges i respect and like very much um yeah, it was ten nothing. At one point, it finished forty nine to ten. Thank <laughs> God I didn't take that. I would have felt even worse. Um, West Virginia knocking off Kansas State. I definitely saw that coming. Coastal Carolina smacking Georgia State fifty one. My number nothing. Uh, Notre Dame. Oh
1: boy, fifty one nothing.
0: Fifty one nothing.
1: Oh my gosh, I'm, I, I had to have missed that scoreline. Oh my god.
0: I mean, it's Coastal Carolina. I, they were they've only been D one for like four years. Their most famous player is Josh Norman, who's still <laughs> in orbit somewhere after Derrick Henry tossed him. Jeez. Um, yeah. Notre Dame, it got a little sloppy for a second against Georgia Tech, but, I mean, they picked their own schedule. So, no no wonder they're still, like, 10 – they're still undefeated. Uh, and, yes, knocked off Rutgers. Texas, Oklahoma, we were talking about. Air Force got, got clipped by Boise State. Alabama shut out uh, the Pirate. And Mississippi State, Uh and Arkansas will be interesting. They only lost by eleven, but not close enough. Uh, Missouri and Florida, the most entertaining game of the week because of the fight that broke out, but Florida ended up winning uh, forty-one to seven. And of course, SMU beating Navy fifty-one to thirty-seven. North Carolina, this is the game I was so hyped about. The Tar Heels were upset by Virginia, coming <laughs> off of a butt looping, coming off of a tight loss by against Miami. Uh last weekend they come out and they beat North Carolina. So props to you Cavaliers for making my life even easier. Um that's one less team I got to worry about because we play them if we beat them we knock them out completely of ACC. Yeah. The best record thing f- screws us all up. And also Notre Dame, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't be as worried if Notre Dame wasn't in the conference or if we played them. I think Notre Dame's the fakest top 5 team. I think if you put Notre Dame in Miami on the same field it's thirty-five to ten, Miami, with Notre Dame running with a tail between the legs. If you put Clemson and Miami, Clemson and Notre Dame in the same field, it's sixty-five to ten, um, Notre Dame. They just, yeah. they just don't seem like the elite team that everyone thought they were.
1: Yeah, I don't, um, know, I don't know why everyone thinks that Notre Dame is just this like amazing football program. That's just, I've never really viewed that as the case.
0: And name.
1: Yeah. I, I feel like they're just one of those overhyped, which I'm, I'm sure if there's any Notre Dame fans listening that um, y'all are gonna catch a from me saying this, but yeah, Notre Dame's way overhyped.
0: Oh, we no, this is a Notre Dame hate podcast, so you're fine. Good. good. Um, <laughs> also, BYU smacked Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, Sawyer's favorite, second favorite school. <laughs> oh man. Um. All right. Finally, we're gonna. Quick update, uh, NBA season. Somebody was talking about this They're like, when's the NBA starting up? I'm like, I have no idea. Um, Adam Silver and the Chicken League that is the NBA um, still haven't picked a, day, a deadline, a uh, way to start the season yet, preseason anything. Players have been, like, in scrimmage, controlled scrimmages with their teammates and stuff like that. But that's basically all we've gotten. Drafts supposed to be in a couple week, a week or two. I would love to see them come Christmas. I know now, as if we've hit the November deadline, that's impossible But I'd hope to love to see January at least get, like, a half season.
1: Um, I I actually would really like to give props to the NBA for um, more or less successfully doing a bubble. Um, Because the NFL and how, like, they reschedule games and, like, all this and, like, every player, you know, like, the week that we had, like, the Patriots had, like, Cam Newton and Stephon Gilmore um, with uh, with COVID. Like, it just throws such a weird... Uh, kind of, like, aspect into the game. I have to respect the they did. We get
0: did. Tuesday Night Football, though. That was fun.
1: Yeah, that <laughs> that was probably the only good thing to come out of it was the wonky schedules led to, like, extra football at the start of the week. But, like, uh, NFL, please. I will, if...
0: I will admit – no, I agree with you a little bit. I, I will admit – Kevin is so hating the NFL. I think he's still bitter at Goodell. I'm not sure. But, like, we disagree on cool. this because I am – going with the flow with the NFL because I'm just happy we have football. Mm -hmm. Do I like how it's run? No. Am I terrified of players getting COVID and missing a game? Yes. But am I just accepting the fact that this is the reality we got to live in for this season? Of course. Do I think it's perfect? No. But do I accept it? And do I think they're doing the best they can with the circumstances? Yeah. This is what you get when you don't make a plan, but they're making it work. The season's yeah. still going, so, like, you know what?
1: Like, yeah, and it's definitely point. it's definitely going a lot better than I thought it was going to go. I just I wanted to give the NBA, uh, now that I have uh, some form of platform, to give them props.
0: Oh, yeah, the, no, the NBA bubble did great. The ratings tanked for other reasons that we won't talk about, yeah. but, I mean, also the games weren't that fun, except for the Nuggets series. There was There wasn't a couple good stories. Like I don't think a lot of people want to see the Lakers win. I don't know if like, that was like, like a popular pick, but like the Nuggets kind of got everyone's attention because like Jamal Murray became like like a superstar overnight. You had like the Heat became America's darling for a week. It was it was kind of cool. Like those are good stories, and then you have LeBron and the Lakers win. I mean, the, I think the bubble would have been more successful if a different team won the, the title. Mm-hmm. Even if the Celtics would have been cool, but like it's just like, eh.
1: yeah, right. I mean. I'm not a huge basketball fan. I've watched in the past year one basketball game. Uh, I was at a friend's house and she threw it on. Um, so I, but that template that they set up for, um, like, COVID precautions, kudos to them. Oh, yeah.
0: Ooh. All right. So we now have Pat. We're Oh, boy, and gentlemen. by the way, because Pat's here, we are bringing back America's favorite game i got to give credit to my former co-host, Mark Riley, even though what he said about the Eagles today was so despicable. I'm going to bring it up in last call. I have a 2 part for the last call today. Um, first off, stay or call. Pat, the premise is simple. Are you staying for another round, or are you calling your tab and bailing? NFL edition, no college, no NBA. This is straight NFL. So, first off, the unlikely dynamic duo – in Philadelphia, of Travis Fulgham and Jalen Rieger. Rieger, of course, played his first start since week two. He had two touchdowns, a couple catches. He almost had a second touchdown if it wasn't for a miracle play by uh, Cowboys cornerback, so and so Brown. I can't remember his first name right now. Um, it was just a great play by him, but Rieger should have come down. The ball. And Fulgham, of course, you know, 70 plus yards, a touchdown. In Since week, I think he lost four games out of every NFL receiver, Rieger's first in yards and touchdowns, except for. He's first in yards and the only person has more touchdowns is Chase Claypool. Sorry, I had to change those, like, the DACA, but yeah. So, Rieger and Fulgham, Pat, are you buying this duo for Wentz? Are you buying that the Eagles finally, out of, like, some mishmash of players, pulled two good receivers out to have, their, like, their best duo they've had since possibly Jackson and Macklin?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, Fulham's... Like, a, in, insane for you guys. Like, I don't know. Like, where did he even come? Was he a practice squad, guys? Uh, he was guy a practice teams? squad. He was drafted by
0: Detroit in the sixth round, cut by Detroit, picked up by Green Bay for about 30 seconds. They cut him. Oh, they could really use him right now, huh? Um, And um, we got him in because we had a last-minute injury before San Francisco. And he comes in, and I'm like, I'm watching him. I'm like, who the hell is 13? Like, God, did Aguilar go south of the Bay and suit up for us again? <laughs> And then it's like Fulgham. I'm like, who the hell is Folgum? And then he catches that touchdown to, as the, ga- the game winner against San Fran. And I was just like, oh, I'm all on the hype trade. Then he catches one against Baltimore, one against Pittsburgh, and then he catches one against Dallas. I'm just like, I'm all about it. I'm trying to find my Travis Folgum jersey T-shirt. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm buying it. The dude puts up yardage. He gets open.
1: I'll, you know, what? I'll buy into the duo for you guys. I think, you know, I think he's gonna. The, the two of them, uh, Rieger, are going to really help you guys uh, into the playoffs this year. I mean, again, I, I fully think of how bad the NFC East is. You guys have it on lock, but uh, because of those two offensively, that might be might be the best uh, best option you guys have going forward.
0: I was really impressed with Rieger's route running and his ability to break tackles in the open field. That really impressed me on Sunday. And the fact is, I know I know the kid can fly. I know the kid can absolutely rip down the field. I wanted to see all the in between, and with Fuldum, I got to see. Yeah. Like we're like with Rieger, it turns into this whole the, the whole knocks on like you guys should have drafted Justin Jefferson. I'm like, yeah, Justin Jefferson can't outrun Ronald Darby, one of the fastest cornerbacks in football, with two with a two step start. Like I'll take explosiveness and has to like you can't teach speed.
1: Yeah, no, you it's really, god given.
0: Yeah. It's god given. I'm not saying he's Rugs or Tyreek or John Ross, but this kid could flat out fly, and in and him and Wentz already have a little bit of chemistry. I'll take it. I'll, I'll roll with this. So I'm staying for. I'm staying for rounds. Next one, the man whose hair almost is almost as beautiful as mine, rookie quarterback for the Chargers, Justin Herbert. Are you staying on the Herbert hype train?
1: I I gotta say I. If we're, we're talking long-term, absolutely. I mean, even short-term, I don't even know why I tried to make a distinction there. Justin Herbert's been so good for the Chargers. Um, you know, like I said earlier in the show, really hate to see what they did to Tyrod or what uh, the organization ended up doing to Tyrod. Um, but, I mean, you had a face of the franchise as your backup. You just wanted him to develop a little bit more. He had a chance to step in, uh, show that he could really like step up in the situation. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm staying on Herbert, man. I respect it. I, I'm
0: also staying too. I'll keep it quick. Um, he's the most talented quarterback in this class. I think when it comes to arm swing mobility, toughness, just quick it sense, he's got everything. He's got receivers that that are just good for his development. You got Keenan Allen who just gets open. Mike Williams, you basically he's he. Mike Williams' catch radius is about the size of a garage door. <laughs> so just like yeet it in his direction, will come down with it. Um, I think they can use a deep threat. But other than that, like like I, I mean it's just a speed guy. But get him a running back game, a speed guy in this draft to help the offensive line, that's a that's, well, a, that's a that's a playoff team mixture. That they are taking shots at Oakland and Kansas City.
1: So you uh, may when is Eckler? I don't back? like Echler. You don't like Eckler?
0: Eckler, I don't know, it's like three, four weeks. And the problem is with Eckler, it's like I don't know what the Chargers were thinking because they let they knew they weren't getting Gordon back. Yeah, why didn't you make a run at Bell? That was my thing. I'm like, oh my god, you get a running back who's patient, who can catch the ball out of backfield, who can block. Oh my god, go get him for Justin Herbert. They don't do it. Well, then they've lost a couple games. Their, their season's over. I think they go out and get a Chuba Hubbard out of Oklahoma State. They go get a um a Jalen Waddle out of um Alabama or us or a Smith. Out of Alabama, they, they go get a burner, at receiver, or a like a good running back because they're gonna have decent. Positions. They'll probably be top fifteen. I could see Chubb Hubbard falling to fifteen. Get this guy a running game around him. Eckler's a good two, a number two option at running back, but it's just not working for the chart. I think Herbert right now he's doing a lot of it on its own, and that's why he gives me the Wentz twenty sixteen vibes. But it's the best thing for him, I believe. So definitely I definitely think-
1: stand. I mean, yeah, same for Herbert, too. I think uh, when they get Eckler back, um, it'll be interesting to see how much is different on that offense compared to what they have been doing in his absence. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Like I said earlier in the show, the record does not reflect how good that team really is.
0: Facts. All right. Next up is the only undefeated team left in football, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I am staying... All the way to February 4th on these boys. <laughs> I think they're going to represent the Super Bowl in the AFC. I think that – I think this week – I think right now at least until somebody proves me otherwise, they can probably – their their defense can go toe-to-toe with the Kansas City. Their special teams are top notch. And on offense, you have a budding number one receiver in Chase Claypool – you have a bunch of good supporting weapons with Johnson, Washington, and Juju. Juju's the best number two receiver in the league when he's got a number one. Yeah. He's clearly a number one talent. Ebron, great fit for them with Vance McDonald. He, it's, it's it's like almost like a perfect fit because he's explosive, where Vance McDonald's a great blocker. Big Ben's have, they need an explosive running They could use an explosive running back. Yeah. But is Connor okay? Sure. I just think they're the most complete team in the AFC – and i'll give them all the benefit of the doubt here i really think truly that the steelers are going to represent the afc in tampa bay in in february i don't know who's coming out of the nfc it could be anyone from philadelphia to freaking like kansas to seattle nobody knows the 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 freaking nfc is going to basically be like all right who's still alive but yeah. like afc i don't see anybody like you go down every single team, Pat, it's like, all right, there's about two or three notches wrong with their team. All right, let's start with uh, Tennessee. Tannehill, what the hell was that on Sunday? And, I mean, yes, they get Desmond King, but, like, that's fine. But if you can't throw the ball down the field, you, you, you got A.J. Brown, a top ten receiver. You got to get him the ball. Um, Baltimore, Lamar, and they can't throw the ball. They can't get behind or they're screwed. They turn the ball over. And then you go to Buffalo. I don't really say much. They're they're like a year away. So that's that's my thing. I'm still I got them. I'm staying with them.
1: Uh, I don't know what it is. Uh, and you, I mean you, you made a lot of good points, but I got to call on the Steelers. I don't I don't think that they represent the uh, the AFC in the Super Bowl. I just I have that vibe that like they're kind of at like that peak, like that they're about to kind of teeter over the edge and they're going to kind of sizzle out. Uh, I mean. Maybe maybe like a one or two seed in the AFC, but like I, I I don't see them honestly going to the Super Bowl, and I think it's just maybe it's like uh, uh, Big Ben coming back off of an injury, and he's just kind of having that like you know I need to like rebound and show that you know I can I can still perform like I did before, but yeah. I I don't know I'm just waiting for that moment of just them falling off, but their team is decent they have a really good team I, you know I think that they. Reality are like maybe number two seed in the AFC. Uh, we'll see though. I mean, there, there's still plenty of season left.
0: Would you agree though that you could definitely see being um, Steelers uh, Chiefs in the AFC title game? Absolutely. Um,
1: I I think that the Chiefs may possibly have another Super Bowl year. I don't want to jinx it for them, but. I, I I would agree. No, seriously. If I'm a betting man right now, unless
0: and you know, I'll always put like I might always put money on my team as like a, it, my personal team is like you know it's like a funny joke. It's like you know what? Screw it. Let me throw a let me throw my my boys about to win the Super Bowl. Because you know the odds are usually like, like over three thousand to one. Yeah. It's like why not, right? It's like, but like if I was a betting man, if I was going to predict who's going to win the Super Bowl, I still like Kansas City. The problem is like their defense improved. They didn't get any new weapons. They just improved. Their only weakness is their left, weak side cornerback,
1: Ward. But even him, he's not terrible every week. So I know, I know we're stare-calling on the Steelers, but on the subject of the Super Bowl, I really think Casey takes it for the AFC, and I think the NFC is probably going to either be the Seahawks or the Bucks. I would really, really like to see a uh, – <laughs> I'm not going to say a Bucks Super Bowl because I don't want to see Tom Brady in a Super Bowl outside of a Patriots jersey – I want to see a uh, Seahawks-KC Super Bowl.
0: That'd be interesting because both teams can score. I want to see Tyreek and DK race at halftime for the entertainment. Oh, yeah. Um, That's the halftime show right there. Well, you know what's also funny? I want to bring it back to our Madden League. Um, Who are the two best receivers for the first ten years of
1: the league in our Madden League? DK and Tyreek. Yeah. I mean, Kevin's teams. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean – for those of you who don't know, Madden uh, 20 just uh send send DK Metcalf or Tyreek just send him on a streak, send him just right downfield, he's gonna catch it. If, like yeah, DK okay. Metcalf on a 50-50 ball is like the the meta to how first to win a I Madden
0: game. Pat, first time I played Pat, DK had five touchdowns.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm when I build my team, I just generally build like a good O-line and get like a good running back and good fullback and then I just hope that like I can keep the ball away from the other player. Uh Kind of sucks when it's like, oh good, I just grinded out like 15 minutes of time on clock, and my opponent now has the ball, and he's gonna just throw up oh, up oh, three seconds worth of play time, and now DK <laughs> has another touchdown. Awesome.
0: Well, here's the thing though, and I only throw about maybe only about two or three of his touchdowns, only one touchdowns a week, because he usually after about two or three a game. Was like only about one of them was a 50-50 ball. Usually I'll just he just run by yeah. in the corner. My offense, my playbook is literally called slap it into six like, sixth gear. Yeah. <laughs> because my whole point of my offense, Pat, and you know this, it's literally to score in third in, like, one play.
1: Yeah. Uh, Kevin, Uh, the last few times i played him, has, has been pulling those because he has a fast receiver. And it's like, I know it's going in, so I'm like, oh, if I call, like, cover four type, you know, like, cover four type plays, and if there's just, like, a lot of coverage deep, he's not going to get it Pat, Nope, still gets it past my, uh, um, my DBs. What you do is you play
0: press man... You put your fastest corner on him. You play press man and you shade to his
1: side. Uh, well like now, that few- now that I've now that I moved to uh, the Memphis Steamers, uh, formerly the Pittsburgh Steelers, the <laughs> Memphis Steamers. Memphis, <laughs> Memphis Steamers. <laughs> Memphis Steamers. The uh, new uh, the new team in the league. Well, we got a tank for a year, and then we'll see. Uh, we'll see what we can do against everyone else's team. Which I'll definitely start streaming on Twitch.
0: It's gonna be fun. Um, I mean, we have to if we play each other. I think we play each other next year. Yeah. I would really love to stream our game. It'd be funny as hell. All right. Uh, last last one is the Seahawks. Are you? St- I know we just talked. To, we'll kind of like do this quick. I'm not sold on that defense, but you have them going to the Super Bowl, so you're staying with them.
1: Yeah. Russ cooks and picks up the slack.
0: You got to get a pass rusher. They should have made a run in a way They really screwed up on that one. But, um, you know what? Uh, I I guess I'll stay for at least another round. But the Seahawks scare me because they can't play defense.
1: Yep, definitely definitely the Achilles heel of the team. But I mean, the offense just they're letting Russ cook. They're they're letting Russ do what he wants. Uh, and it's it's working. So.
0: Yeah, healthy halfback, no problem. Just throw it to LeBron James out there, number fourteen.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, and if he's not open, Tyler Lockett. It's all right. Yeah,
0: you know, if he's up with David Moore. Oh, Will Disley? Oh, Greg Olsen? Like, it's just like they find guys, and it's like, oh, yeah, they'll put up numbers. Phil that's like, on that roster. He barely even touches the ball.
1: They're like a low-key – I feel like they're kind of like a low-key Bucks this season. Like, the Bucks got all the attention with, with like, the superstar um, superstar offense. But I feel like we slept on the Seahawks, just kind of ignored how stacked their offense is. Yeah.
0: I always – because, like, I thought like it was going to be, like, last year where you are like, oh – they're going to score a ton of points, but it's like, can they stop anybody? And then yeah. I also watched that same team walk into Philadelphia and almost get out by Josh McCowan. Jeez. And I was just like, oh. So, I'm like kind of like weird the Seahawks. I'm like, they're not the best team. They play down the competition. That's their problem. Yeah. yeah. They'll score just enough points to win. Um, so that does it for a great addition of stay or call. Pat, it's time for last call. Kick back, relax, let's crank that smooth jazz. It's a two-parter today, folks. All right, so folks, honestly, we'll do the serious stuff first. Today, of course, as much as I love talking about the deadline, which nothing has happened. NFL you suck. Give me some content here. Um, it is election day. It is a very polarizing election. I, I swear to God, if I see one more person telling me to vote, I voted at 8 o'clock this morning. Leave me the hell alone. Um, Pat said he voted as well. Uh, Dropbox. All my friends have voted. My family members all voted. I'm very proud of them. I've just seen so many people say they've gone and voted. I've only met one person today who says they're not going to vote. A buddy of mine, I literally said, Go vote, you idiot. Just do it. It's your, it's your job as an American. He goes, All right, boy. I oh only got an hour. I'm like, hey, you'll, you'll be done in an hour. Don't worry. Um, regardless of who wins, Trump, Biden, Joe Jorgensen, we're still all Americans. We're still friends, neighbors, Republican, Democrat. Green Party, Libertarians, whatever, it doesn't matter. Because tomorrow morning, you're still my friend. You're still my neighbor. You're still my cousin, my family member, brother, sister, parent, whatever. We all are in this together. This is still a shithole of a year. And we're still here for each other. I, I just... Guys, it's enough with the hatred on both sides. Both Neither side is cleaning this. Mm. Do you feel one side maybe hurt you more than the other? Sure, whatever. But you be the better man or the better woman or the better whatever gender you want to choose. I'm not judging. And you say, I got you. We're here for each other. And, and that's all I got like, to say. Like Before the show, me and Pat had a 20-minute political conversation. Me and Pat are not completely different, but we're on definitely two different areas of the political spectrum. Yeah, we we're both fall on th-
1: different sides of the middle for sure.
0: Yeah, we're, we're both on different sides of the middle. And I explained to Pat why my vote, and he explained why his vote, and we, we talked about stuff for a little bit, and we swapped some stories, swapped some ideas, and it was a great conversation. And now honestly, I me me feel good about myself. I'm like, you know what? I That was, a, that was the first non-aggressive political conversation I've gotten with somebody who didn't vote for the same person as me in a very long time. So, that was great. So, if I leave you with anything today that's productive besides me about to rip a, a current slash former slash current co worker after this, um, be good to each other. It's just an election. We're still neighbors day, We're still friends. We're still all Americans. We have to be there for each other regardless of race, religion, creed, ethnicity, sexual orientation, location, fan base, except for the Cowboys. And, like, them boys. We're, we're all in this together. We're all in this together. Guys and girls and they's, thems, he's, who she's, whatever. We're all in this together. Alright? Just let's let's all be good to each other. It's almost a holiday season, and no matter what they tell us for lockdowns, you can't take away our holiday spirit, so let's be good to each other. Alright. Switch to this non-serious shit. Alright, so you guys know my former co-host and fellow Eagles fan, or at least I think so half the time, Philadelphia native Mr. Mark Riley. So, Mark has been on a hiatus for belly-up. His life's gone crazy. You know, we, we appreciate the, the effort he put in for us for the time he was here, when he worked, and everything else. Mark, of course, left the show about a year and a half ago. And, you know, I'm not going to say the show upgraded, but Kevin definitely brought a different energy to the show. Pat, same thing. Even Savannah, at some points, was a breath of fresh air. Joey, when he filled in. KJ. Oh. So, Mark and me are Big Eagles fans. We're on different sides of the Eagles spectrum. I'm an optimistic Eagles fan, but the fact is my law of football is film. What I see on film is what I swear by. Mark is a stats nerd. He's a draft nerd. So Mark tweeted out today responding to my boy Victor Williams. Check him on Twitter. Awesome dude. Covers everything Philadelphia. Um, he was talking about... Like making a trade and getting somebody to help us out, and he said, "Howie, do something." That's our GM, Howie Roseman. Mark responds by saying, "For what? A first-round exit? I'm sorry. That may be a possibility. Right now, if we don't get anybody, that's a very real possibility. The team that showed up on Sunday, that's a very, very real possibility. But the Eagles team that is coming out of the dev- out of their bye week." I don't know. I'm optimistic. We have a top 10 running back, a very good young receiving core that's getting in sync. We have our best tight end back, Goddard offensive line getting semi-healthy. Our defense is playing out of their damn minds. Except for everyone who's out for the season, our guys are, our team's going to be healthy except for hurts and nobody wants him in the damn locker room anyway. So all I'm saying is Mark, shut up. You are the type of Eagles fan that makes me hate other Eagles fans. Sometimes, Believe in your squad, Pat. Do you believe in your Patriots even when they're down by a touchdown <laughs> or two?
1: I I always have faith. It might be a little bit of always bitter or passive, passive aggressive, but there's always a little bit of faith in there.
0: Listen, there, like to quote Dumb and Dumber, there is. So you're saying there's a chance? There is always a chance with this Eagles team. Cause <laughs> come on, we lost our starting quarterback and we still won the damn Super Bowl. Like this team doesn't make any sense. This city doesn't make any sense. We finally got a lockdown corner. Our pass was just playing like it's 2017 again. We have our best running back we've had since LaShawn McCoy. Like, shit. What else? Fuck it. Like, let's make a run of the Super Bowl. Who cares? That's all I got. Pat, you got anything else before we uh, we send the lovely folks home?
1: I do. So this Saturday is uh, one of the very, very few moments uh, of college football where when I watch it, I am on the edge of my seat. I am screaming at the TV. It is one of two games uh, in the in the Army uh, football season, and it's Army Air Force. So, my dad is an Air Force vet. I'm an Army vet. Uh, neither of us really went. Uh, I'm in community college. But I didn't really go to like a big college or anything. So he roots for Air Force. I root for Army because they're you go, our service branches. It is the most awkward when there's like any big play because there's one person screaming and one person just yelling. Like, so, I say this, to anyone listening to the show, I ask you, from the bottom of my heart, just root for Army. Go Army, beat Air Go Force. Army. Go Army,
0: beat Navy. Go Army. Best uniforms in college football. Absolutely,
1: especially they last year. They always
0: break out a new uniform, and I love it every time.
1: Army-Navy game last year, they wore the 1st uh, Cavalry Division colors, smiled unit colors. Oh, whoo, sexy. But So clean. Hey. All right.
0: also uh, go Miami against uh, North Carolina State let's get those boys into the top 10 we're 11 right now we're better than 3 or 4 of those teams in that top 10 so like, let's get them in the top 10 let's get them close to that uh, let's get a shot at that damn playoff yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying there's a lot of a chance there's still a chance alright hey, thank you for filling in today Kevin will be back Thursday and Friday folks uh, for our live streaming weekend edition Pat thank you so much for filling in that was a great show it really appreciate good. having you.
1: Yeah, no problem,
0: man. Yeah. Look for, there are probably there are really folks, if you love Pat, don't worry. There's plenty more Pat our show. He's definitely going to be part of our corner with family from now on with his random appearances here and there. So keep that in mind. He still shot better than uh, Kevin in picks last week. He shot, he, me and him had three. Pat had, like, Kevin had two. So there you go. Yeah. If it wasn't for Baker, like, if, if it wasn't for Baker, you would have won. Yeah. 5-3. to three. Like, you would have beaten me by two, but that's that, that, that one play just kind of hosed you. Yeah, I mean, uh, that and uh,
1: Kevin's help with the uh, the Bengals pick may have... Uh... No, that was the play. Oh, so was okay. Like, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, oh, wow. no, I listen. Like, we both done.
0: said the same thing, but, like, we none of us thought Cleveland was actually going to get their shit together in the final drive. So there you go. So one in a million let's... shots. Yeah, so... Pat, thank you so much for coming on. Ladies and gentlemen, that is another episode of the Corner Booth. Kevin will say use a little high pitched little bite, but uh, that'll wrap it up. We will see you guys on Thursday. Hey guys, Jared, thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Beliet Podcast Network.